Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And if you've been listening to the news, you, you're realizing that um, a lot of celebrities and sports people are actually dying pretty young. And it's because they have been abusing their body all this time. So look at that. And, you know, it's important to take good care of yourself or as good as you can, but... Um, it's also important to be comfortable with who you are, even if you're a few pounds overweight or, you know, whatever whatever the deal is. Then it's important to identify and challenge negative self-talk. You know, we all have this inner voice and it babbles and chatters and 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 it's important to look at the things you're telling yourself. If you're constantly telling yourself things like, I'm stupid, I'm not going to be good enough, nobody likes me, I'm not lovable, no, things like that, those are very negative statements. And it's really important to look at those and think about when you tend to feel most negative. Is it when you're on Facebook or when you're watching movies or when you're alone? Um and then just be aware of that and, and try to change thoughts into more positive, realistic thoughts. Um, nobody is stupid. Like you may do some stupid things or um, something like that, but you personally are not stupid um, because you have to think about the things that you do well. And we'll get to that in a minute. So then it's important to celebrate your strength. You know, we often get really focused on all the things that we don't have or that we can't do. And then we decide that, well, we don't have this or that because uh, we didn't do such and such or because whatever. But we, we don't focus on our strength. So it's important to write a list of your strengths the things that you do well. And if you can't think of anything that you do well, ask your friends, what do you think I do well? And write those down. And then you'll come up with other things that you do. And then you can look at your weaknesses and decide, well, okay, you know, there are some things I don't do well. And decide, are they things that you want to improve on or are they not? You know, are are they not really all that important? Um, but it's, you know, focus on what you do, what you can do, what you can change instead of what you really can't. Um, because, you know, nobody's good at everything. And most of us aren't good at it a whole lot, but there are things that we all are good at. We all have our certain skills. And it would be totally unrealistic if everybody was good at the same thing. Because then there would be a lot of things that wouldn't get done and they they need to be done too. So try to focus on your strength. Then the next thing is express yourself. 
And are you, when you express yourself, are you acting or behaving to be yourself? Or are you trying to impress other people put on a show? Because if you're trying to put on a show, that's exactly what it is. Um, It's not going to last long and you're not going to be happy if you're constantly trying to put on a show. Because you you can only do that for so long. It takes a lot of energy um, to do that. So express yourself. And feel free to express yourself in, in lots of ways. If you are an animal lover, you know, feel free to wear clothes with animals on them or jewelry with animals on them or um, have animal pictures around, things like that. If you are really into flowers and nature, you can do the same thing because other people will notice that and it will increase your conversations with some people and you'll you'll just feel happier when you surround yourself with the things that are important to you it's also important to show vulnerabilities and that can be very difficult for many people but if everybody thinks because you you go around presenting the image of someone who always has it together you know, you always are confident, you always know, they're going to feel like there's no way you can relate to them because inside they're going to be thinking, gosh, I don't always have it together or, you know, I don't always feel very confident. And there's no way that that person who does is going to be able to relate to me. So it's okay to let people know that, you know, there are days that I don't have it together. There are days that it's just really not a good day. Um, because then other people are going to feel like, well, yeah, now that person can can better relate to me. Again, you don't want to put everything out there. Uh, but, it's, but it's okay to just let people know, you know, today is not a good day. I mean, I lost my temper or... Um, you know, I became disoriented or I I got lost going somewhere because that way other people are going to say, well, yeah, I got lost too. Or, yeah, I've lost my temper too. <laughs> so you'll be able to relate to them and other people will be able to relate to you. Another thing is think about the things that you value most in life, whether it's family, creative art, professional achievements, and then pursue those, even if your friends or your family or whoever have different interests or goals. Um, Very often people find themselves, they're really interested in something, but it doesn't seem like other people around them are, so they kind of don't really pursue it, and it just gets lost in, in the shuffle. And after a while, you kind of feel empty without pursuing your interest. So even if other people aren't particularly interested in the things that you are, go ahead and pursue what's important to you. The other thing, you know, sometimes people feel like they they really shouldn't be involved with their family because other people around them don't really have close families. 
Um, there's no reason that you shouldn't continue to be involved with your family. Um, maybe include other people who uh, don't have close families as well, but, you know, it's important to pursue the things that you're interested in. Here's another one that's really difficult. Don't aim to please other people all the time. And a lot of times we have difficulty with that because we don't want to make them angry or we don't want to hurt their feelings or we're afraid that if we don't do what they want us to do, they won't like us. Um, I used to have a great deal of difficulty with that one. And I would literally do anything to try to make somebody else happy. But the reality of it is you can't make other people happy. If they're not happy, you're not going to make them happy. And you could end up just making yourself pretty miserable by constantly trying to please people. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do things to help people or, you know, to brighten somebody's day or whatever. But it's important to set your boundaries and know where your boundaries are and become comfortable saying no. If they're asking you to do things that don't feel right or that you know are not right, you know, it's okay to say no. If they get upset, they'll get over it or they'll find somebody else. Don't worry about how others view you. And that's another thing. Because very often we find ourselves constantly worrying about what other people think. What will they think if I do this? What will they think if I say this? Well, most of the time, people are so busy worrying about themselves or thinking about themselves, they're not thinking about you. They don't even notice. So try to stop worrying about what other people think. And at the end of the day, it's really okay if they think something different than you do or if they don't like what you're wearing or, you know, um, it's okay. Because that just makes you who you are and them who they are. If you decide that you want to make changes in yourself, do it because you want to, not because other people are telling you to. Because if you try to make changes because other people are telling you to, it's not going to work and it's not going to last. Um, it, when, when I was doing marriage counseling, most of the time, Somebody would come in and they would say, well, I have to make these changes because she'll leave me if I don't. Or I have to make this change because he doesn't like it. And I'm like, well, um, is that a change you want to make or is it a change you want to make to keep that person? And very often it was a change they did not want to make, but they felt like they had to make it to keep the person. And, you know, it took a little while for them to realize that they might leave you anyway, even after you go through all of this stuff to make changes or whatever, they might leave you anyway. Um, or the change won't last. And so it's better just to decide what changes you want to make for yourself and allow other people to decide whether they can live with that or if they don't want to live with that. Try to learn more about yourself and just just kind of think about, okay, who am I? Who really am I? And who do I want to be? How can I accept myself? Or why do I do the things that I do? 
So try to learn more about yourself because as you learn more about yourself, you're going to start appreciating yourself more and realize that you're a unique individual. You may do some weird things or different things or things differently or whatever, and it's okay because that's who you are and you're doing them because that's who you want to be. Be confident with who you are. Basically, the way to do that is try not to compare yourself to other people and try not to allow other people to compare you with other people. You know, and I think often we as blind people tend to to do that. Um, Another blind person has really good mobility skills and we don't have very good mobility skills. So, you know, we're constantly thinking of that other person's mobility skills or somebody keeps pointing out, well, such and such can get around with no problem. Why can't you get around here with, you know, and so we're, we're constantly allowing ourselves to be compared with other people or we're comparing ourselves with other people. And the reality of it is each of us has a set of skills and each of us has our own abilities. And maybe, you know, you don't have good mobility skills, but you might be a whiz with a computer. And the person who has good mobility skills is still trying to figure out what a computer is. So uh, even after all these years. So be confident and comfortable with yourself and try not to compare yourself to other people. And if other people are comparing you to other people, just point out to them, you know what? I'm not her. I'm not him. I'm me. Let it go with that. It's important to forgive yourself. You know, recognize the problem, focus on the problem, and look for solutions. But don't constantly beat yourself up for whatever it is, for talking too much or interrupting or um, whatever it is you do. Maybe you don't want to sit and educate people as, as you're, out in public. Maybe you don't want to be the educator. And if somebody else does, that's awesome. But it's okay if you don't. So it's important to forgive yourself and allow yourself to be who you want to be. Find a hobby that you really enjoy. Because when you do that, that's going to increase your self-expression. It's also going to increase your contentment. And you'll be able to meet more like-minded people. Learn from your mistakes. We've all made mistakes, and mistakes basically are the best experiences. Um, Figure out what went wrong, and then figure out what you've learned from it, and move on. Instead of continuing to beat yourself up and, and belittle yourself because you made a mistake, or you made lots of mistakes. Okay, so what did you learn uh, and and how can you move on? So those are some ways of being yourself. And it's important to be yourself. And I'm going to open up for questions and comments. And hopefully we can have a good discussion. All right. First, we have Carla. Hello. How are y'all Hi. doing? Good. Pretty good. I have a comment and a question. Um, I know sometimes when... 
you get compared to other people, it comes full surf, you know, circle. I know when I was a permanent sub in um, French, when I first got there, um, the middle schoolers would always say, well, Miss Belasco, Mrs. Belasco did this and Mrs. Belasco did that. And I said, well, I'm Miss Hayes and this is how I do it. You know what I mean? Maybe Mrs. Belasco does different things, but I'm Mrs. Hayes, Miss Hayes. Then the other, the next year when Mrs. Belasco came back, she ran into me in the grocery store and I said, how's it going? And she says, everything's okay, but I have one problem. The, the students keep saying, well, Miss Hayes used to do this and Miss Hayes did that. So we both had a good laugh when I told her. But I just wanted, I think that you all could take comfort that, you know, sometimes comparisons come full circle. But I do have a question, and that is sometimes um, certain other blind people sort of, they want us to be super blinks. They pretend like super blinks, and I call a super blink, it's just a blind person. It's, you know, uber independent, uber can do this, they ski, they do that, they're, you know, adventurous, they do this and that. And sometimes we're not like that. And an example, a terrible example that I can think of is I'm not going to mention who this was, but there was in a leadership situation. Um, um, there were several of us together, and somebody that was in charge of the meeting got in this big tirade about how we should be ashamed of ourselves if we ever take a wheelchair at an airport, mm. because you know that is giving blind people a bad name and everything. Well, I'm guilty as charged, but the reason I take a wheelchair, well, there are two reasons, is um, I do have two legs and I can walk, but I have a very bad equilibrium problem. So when I get on those trams, you know, those people movers, and there's no no place to sit, and, it, you know, I just, I get sea legs for over a half an hour, and I'm, try, you know, stamp, um, stumbling around like a drunken sailor, and it's just really disorienting for me, and also the second thing, is a lot of the um, people that help us um, say, you know, it would be faster to take a wheelchair and, you know, and have me push you. And so I say, whatever's easiest for you. But I was in tears when this person got in, in front of us and had this big lecture about how we were really shaming the blind population if we ever took a wheelchair and we have two good legs to walk. And I just wanted your, um, your comments about being a super blink and those remarks. Yeah, and that is so, uh, um, it, it, it's sad that we as blind people are often so critical of each other. And I think one thing that it comes from is many people when they were growing up, I know this is really common in residential schools, they were compared. And it was constant. It was, well, such and such can do this, and you can't do this, and you should be able to do that, and you know, there was a lot of comparison. The second thing is many people have been told, you have to be better than your sighted peers. You have to be better at everything you do. And so we kind of take that out on our blind peers as well. And if they don't, you know, walk in the airport or uh, have good mobility skills or use an iPhone or whatever it is, um, sometimes we're very hard on them, not realizing that different people do different things for different reasons. And, and it's okay. It's, it's okay to take a wheelchair and an airport if that works better for you for whatever reason. It's okay not to use an iPhone if you choose not to use an iPhone. It's okay, whatever you choose to do. 
I think the other thing that we forget is sighted people don't all have iPhones or smartphones. Quite a few of them have, and like flip tops. Sighted people don't all walk in airports. You know, quite a few of them take the golf carts or the wheelchairs or whatever it is they need to do. So we should feel okay about whatever works for us. Okay, so um, next we have Pam Coffee. You can unmute. Hello, this this is really resonating with me because <laughs> I had a teacher at one time who had previously had a blind student who, well, let's just put it this way. She was something of a genius. I knew the girl casually. She was considerably older than I was. So maybe five years ahead of me in school. Well, I come along and I have this same teacher and I was just I was a reasonably good student, but I was more your average kid. And, oh, that teacher didn't like me one bit. And she would compare me unfavorably in front of the whole class to this this former student of hers. And finally, one day, I hope no one heard it because I whispered it to myself. I did not want to be rude and get in trouble but the the former student's name began with an h that's as much as i'm going to tell about her i have no idea where she is now anyway but when the teacher compared me again to that student i whispered to myself i'm not h <laughs> and I, I hope no one heard it, but oh, I, hope I, almost, they did. I almost wanted to say it where the whole class would hear it and the teacher and maybe the people in the next classroom because I wasn't H. Exactly. And so that that's one comment. My other comment, and I'll make it real fast because I know there are other people wanting to speak. Uh, the other comment is. I once knew a person who, well, her parents always um, really put a lot of pressure on her and to a certain extent belittled her because, well, she, try as she might, she couldn't exactly live up to their expectations, especially her mother. Her father was a bit more laid back, but her mother expected uh, a lot out of her. And when she didn't live up to those expectations, her mother was just sure that the girl would never go to college and never do this and never amount to anything and never this, never that, never this. Well, the sad thing is, well, the girl did go to college and did graduate. And then she got married. Her husband turned out to be a good bit like her mother was, which, you know, to me is kind of sad because it it just is. And um, I've always found it interesting that 
sometimes, uh, and I wouldn't say her situation is abusive, but it's getting pretty close. And uh, when people have grown up in abusive situations, uh, that person will sometimes end up marrying a person that is also turns out to be abusive. And it's just so sad. Yes, it definitely is. And we'll get into that more next week. But, um, you know, that is definitely the truth. But back to your original statement about the comparison thing. It Mm -hmm. is perfectly okay to tell somebody who is comparing you with another person. You know, I'm me. I'm not such and such. Yeah. So please don't compare me, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, And it's perfectly okay to say that. And people need to know that it's not okay to compare you with somebody else. You're who and you I are. would do that now. I would I would say yeah. that now. But at but that time, I was in elementary school still. I was about 12. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the last thing I wanted to do was get in trouble and be sent to the principal's office. I still hope she heard you. Okay. <laughs> oh my okay. goodness. Next next we have Karen M. The one about the airport and the wheelchair. I um have low vision, so if I really force myself I can get myself around the airport, but it is so stressful um that I started to ask for help and some airlines require that you use a wheelchair. So I just say, Okay, I have fully sighted people friends who I they don't seem to know anything about computers or anything I I guess I am not a whiz but I do have some basic knowledge so it always amazes me you know and I realize I'm just lucky that I have that and as a um, visually impaired person I have always been judged more harshly I've always had to work harder to prove myself and I think um, in, you know, we are a minority group and there are other minority groups. And I think any, and I don't even know who the majority group is anymore because everyone's in these groups with these labels. And um, so what my goal and what I, when I say anything to anyone, I really want everyone to be judged as an individual not be labeled and not be judged by that label because we are all very different. We all have different skills. And um, I was actually at a job interview and because I look close at paper and such, I was asked, are you able to read? I mean, like what kind of question is that? And um, so I don't know. I just feel that it's part of my membership in this minority group, and I do my best to stick up for us, and um, and I wish it wasn't this way, but it is. And don't listen to other people, because they have their own issues. They don't know. They don't know. The people who don't use phones, um, I know um, a senior person who has 
full vision and she won't even touch a computer. She is so fearful of it. And I just know that she would really love it because she likes to travel and do, you know, things. But she she just she gave up. She goes, I'm not learning that, you know. So, so I, I don't know. Everyone is different and we have to accept each person as an individual, whether or not they agree with us, look like us, act like us or anything else. And that's my two cents. Well, absolutely. I mean, we, we all, even, even sighted people have things that they can't do or don't do or don't want to do or whatever. We all have to remember that that everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. And that's okay. All right, Beth. Yeah, I feel they judge us harshly, too. And um, my mom was like that, like a perfectionist. And uh, me and my sister couldn't stand being at home after. I mean, uh, we both said we were going to leave when we were 18, and we did. For one thing, she can see a little bit more than she's like a high partial, but I didn't really like being mainstreamed. I hated it because, to me, I was kind of a token blink in the school. It was a private school. I mean, I liked the Catholic education, but I didn't care for the kids behind the teacher's back sometimes would make fun of you or try and sabotage your lunch. I always say I learned how to fight in Catholic school because I would, you know, and um and I've always resented it that they that they do um, judge us harshly with you know, and um, I don't listen to other people, but at the same time, oh, I'm glad when they get their karmic justice. I really am, <laughs> and I know I shouldn't be that way. Well, sometimes that's just the way it is. Why is it that they do compare people like that? Like. Like my mom would tell me, why can't you be like your sister? You know, well, obviously she could see a little bit more than me. And I'm like, I hate it here, especially after my dad left, after they got divorced. Oh, gosh. I think, unfortunately, (laughs) um, a lot of parents tend to compare their kids. So we all have probably experienced that to some extent or another. And... um, you know, I think part of it is just they are trying to figure out why one kid can do something and the other kid struggles with it or, you know, that type of thing. And so I, I think most of the time or a lot of times parents will fall into that comparison thing. And it's it's easy to do, but it's really important to try not to do. But the most important thing is you can't control other people, but you can control what you do. So it's just yeah. important to not allow yourself to be compared. And, I mean, as a child, you really couldn't do too much about it. But you can now as an adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next we have Anne. Yes, hi. Um, Thank you. I- yeah, hi. I just had a um, question. I wondered if um, you had any suggestions. My mom was really particular about my appearance, and she always kept telling me I have to, you know, look better than everybody else, or people aren't going to like me. And so, I mean, I'm I'm doing the best I can, you know, as far as um, hiring people to help me and asking friends how I look and everything. But I, particularly now that I'm I'm retired, I'm not 
at work every day and I don't have anybody around and I can't seem to get over the um, fear that I will never look right as far as my appearance goes, even though people generally tell me I'm, I'm looking fine, but I can't get over the feeling that I don't look good. And that's, that's really difficult because, you know, when it's that early programming that basically says, well, mom wouldn't be telling me that if I looked good enough or if I looked okay, she wouldn't have to tell me that I have to look good. So, you know, I think that the only thing you can really do is when you start thinking about, oh, I don't look good enough or whatever, it's just realize, wait a minute, people tell me all the time that I look okay, or I'm comfortable with what I'm wearing, or what how I look, or how my hair is, whatever your thing is there, and and it's okay, and you don't really have to look like a million bucks all the time, I mean, it's perfectly okay to have days that you wear something mixed matched, or <laughs> things like that, so one thing that you might actually do is just kind of Test yourself. Wear something that you know very well does not match. And walk down the street or go out with um, a friend. And nine times out of ten, they won't notice. Or they might say, hey, did you know that, you know, your pants and shirt don't match? But they're not going to say, ooh, I can't stand you because you just wore a mismatched outfit. But sometimes you just have to prove it to yourself. Prove that that is going to be okay. Interesting idea. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just just try to really, you know, embrace yourself, appreciate yourself, and let other people know who the real you is. Uh, And you will feel much happier, much better. You won't have as much anxiety. You know, I'll I'll give you a perfect example of, of the looks thing. My mom and sister, you know, they were very critical about looks and that type of thing. Um, I hate and hated them hose. And so my mom was like, oh, yeah, every time you go out and you wear a dress, you have to wear hose. You absolutely have to wear hose. People are going to think that, you know, terrible things if you don't wear hose. So I worried about that because, you know, having dogs, you always, they they scratch and then you get runners and hose. And that was another thing. And mom was like, ah, runners and hose look horrible, horrible. So I took them off one day and I went to work. I mean, I continued going to work. Nobody said a word. Didn't say, ooh, you don't have hose on. A couple of days later, I got brave again and I didn't wear hose. And nobody said a word. So that's what I mean about proving all these negative takes. It doesn't mean that those people are bad. That might be their opinion. That might be how they feel. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right thing for you. So go ahead and try it. Okay, one last time if anybody has any questions or comments. Well, Karen has her hand up again. Good. Okay, I have a a couple of different thoughts. Basically, um, if you are concerned about your clothing, um, before the pandemic, and actually when I was working, but I could still do it except the store closed, um, I, I would get a personal shopper. And 
you don't have to buy a lot or buy expensive clothing or anything. Um, they help you put it together. Um, yeah, you tell them what types of thing, colors you like or what, you know, if you want pants or skirts or whatever it is. Is it casual? Is it for work? Is it dressy? And and that, if you want to get clothing, that makes it easier. My mother was a perfectionist as well. In some ways, I'm happy that she, it wasn't. Dif- it was difficult at the time, but in some ways, you know, she she made me be a little bit better. And appearances, to some extent, do count. But my mother did something to me that maybe you all will understand that, you know, really, I think, damaged me. When I was um, a child, I would sing to music, to the radio, to whatever, because, just to sing. I, I do not have a good voice at all, but everyone likes or some people like to sing. And so my mother constantly told me that I did not know how to sing. I, I could not sing. And um, so I stopped. And Mm -hmm. the first time I actually sang was when I went back to church after a number of years. And it was Christmas. And I sang the Christmas carols. And and I actually cried because it was it was something, you know, I hear people sing. They don't sing so great. (laughs) (laughs) But she didn't. She had the impression, she explained to me at some point that because of my vision, she didn't want people just to say I sang good to um, give me a talent that I really didn't have. But she could have gone about it in a whole different way. I don't know if this makes sense to anyone, but I'm just sharing. You know, people, your parents are raised by your grandparents and they are raised with their weird ideas and a lot of the weird ideas are passed along. So, you know, you have to form your own self and your own being and try to get over the bad things they tell you. And that's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting, Karen, that you bring up the, the singing thing because my mom did pretty much the same thing. She had a pretty legitimate reason um, because she had an absolutely spectacularly beautiful voice, and she carried it well. I mean, she just really sang well. Uh, she had been an opera singer before. Wow. I know. Before <laughs> I was born and before she had children. But she did pretty much the same thing to me. She, she, you know, I used to love to sing to the radio and sing to the animals and sing to my dolls and whatever. And she frequently told me that I didn't sing very well. Um, I stopped. Just didn't sing. Like me. Like me, yes. And so one time I went to church and they played one of my favorite songs and I sang it and the lady beside me she said did you know that you can sing well and I just about fell over she said why don't you do that more often (laughs) you know I still don't think that I really sing all that well and I don't feel comfortable singing because I'm afraid I'm going to hear my mom's voice even though she's not living so yeah I mean, some of those things can really be very hurtful and very damaging. And so we we do kind of have to work really hard at 
realizing that was that person's opinion. That person doesn't have all the rules or, or doesn't, you know, and, and each person has a different opinion. I mean, I know professional singers and I question how they ever became professional singers. So, you know, I knew someone. <laughs> Jesse, um, Beth has her hand up and that's probably going to have to be our last one. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, that's true about your grandparents um, being raised with their ideas because when my son was born, well, first of all, my mother didn't want me to marry anyone with uh, a disability, any kind of disability, like a learning disability or anything like that. So she always used to cause, try and cause problems between me and, and uh, the kid's father. But when my son was born... She didn't want me to take him out of the house too much. And I would take him out just like I took the girls out, you know. Or And she's like, uh, you should leave him home. You know, you shouldn't take him out that much. And I'm like, and then my brother, we, we have a thing in our family. We like to be cynical or and he goes yeah yeah Beth you better hide him and she goes I didn't say hide him you know (laughs) but I found out later that it's because that generation really didn't take my son was born with down syndrome and um, they really didn't take those kids out like that and uh, I was like no he's gonna go out and enjoy stuff just like the girls are um, I hate to interrupt, but we are at the top of the hour, and because we are streaming, we do have to pay attention to time. So I'm really sorry, Beth. Oh, that, no, that's okay. That's all I was going to say. But what do you think of that, Jesse? Well, you're right. And, and, you know, sometimes we get messages that are handed down just because of other beliefs. And so, you know, form your own beliefs. Uh, it's your life, and you have to live it. Don't allow other people to live your life. We'll be back next week.